When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 156. The Titans clearing out Taylor Lewan's locker and leaving everything in trash bags on his front door of Sodes. What a move. I didn't know really what to make of it. I know that Lewan's in the content game, but like that, I don't know. What, what did you think about it? No, there's no one keeping the stock prices for Glad and every other trash bag company in as high as they are more than football programs and i mean that from all levels from high school to college to pro at the end of the year when you're cleaning out lockers everything goes into trash bags when you're when you're transporting stuff a lot of times goes into trash bags trash bags are being look and i know it's a big business big industry but no one is bought more into the trash bag industry than football so when i saw the them just put their stuff in trash bags i was like yeah yeah, that's normal. That's that's the that's the run of the mill transportation item for football equipment because they're not going to put it in like fancy Titans bags. They're not Titan anymore. You take these trash bags and you you enjoy them. You like it. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> it does. It does seem like though that that not even just football teams in general. I feel like basketball teams do the same thing. Just find the biggest bag you can just throw everything in it. Yeah. Just, you so just put everything in the machine, yep. you know, fi- mm-hmm. figure it out, sort it out later. Just find the biggest bag you can. Yeah. To, if Taylor's got any, yeah. If he's got any like sweaty socks left in his locker, doesn't matter if you throw it in a trash bag, you know, but if you put it in a actual like Titans, like athletic bag, then that's, you know, it could get mildewy and stuff. No one wants to deal with that. The trash yeah. bag. Boom. Luan entered, you know, his Titans career with baggage, and he's going to leave with some baggage as well. So it's a full <laughs> circle story for Taylor Luan and the Titans. Well, speaking of trash bags, we got a lot of uh, just junk to get into this week. Uh, that that so title comes via our friend Ryan at Tucson underscore Titan underscore ninety two because the first at Tucson the first 91 at Tucson underscore Titan underscores were taken. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ryan shout out to him. Uh, he sent us a so title. You can send us a so title as well at Titan up pod on Twitter. Send that to us and uh, something obscure about the Titans. And we will name the soda after that. I uh, got a couple others that we're waiting on. If you want to a- add your name to the list, you know, funniest get bumped to the uh, to the front of the line or most timely too, which that one is very timely considering Taylor just tweeted that out this week. That was great. Um, we've got a great. So uh, it's Jack and I just uh, just the two of us. We'll get into why a little bit later, but also we've got uh, we're going to be talking combine stuff. We're going to talk uh, uh, quarterback positions, Marcus Mariota, R.I.P., 
Um, he's not dead. He's just he's he's just cut. And um, <laughs> that would be like, wouldn't that be suck if like someone's like tuning in the podcast and they're like, Marcus Mariota died. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's how they found out was like via our podcast. Um, the and then we've got uh, we got a, a bunch of other crap to get to, but you know what? Let's let's quit talking about it. Let's just go ahead and get to it. And before we do, let's get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. This offseason, you'll hear all about the Titans and what position they need to invest in. Well, Relax the Back is the perfect place for you to begin your investment into your sleep. They they help people in the Nashville area. Wake up feeling better every single day. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, I promise you when I tell you that this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. For those of us who are sitting up all day at work, hunched over, we get a little stiff, we need a chiropractor, we need a massage. They've got it all in the office at Relax the Back. They've got massage chairs. They've got zero gravity office chairs. I mean, it's awesome. You do not compromise comfort. And your posture improves. They've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. You need those eight hours to wake up and be efficient. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glenico Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater, right next to Hillsborough High School. If you're unable to get there in person, don't worry. You can check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train is coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. I'm sucking cold and time keeps. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up podcast. Today is March 1st. 2023 and uh hello hello i'm looking for my podcast host wait okay 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 if this is where it has to happen and this is where it has to happen i'm not letting you get rid of me how about that this used to be my specialty you know i was good in the living room They'd send me in there. I'd do it alone. And now I just. But tonight, our our little podcast, our company, had a very big night. A very, very big night. But it wasn't complete. It wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete. Because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice or laugh about it with you. I miss my... I miss my co-host. We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. And we work in a business of tough competitors. Except for F-Words Pod. Screw them. I love you. You me. And I shut just up. Had, just shut up. You had me at Let's Talk Titan. <laughs> 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 
It is our anniversary song, ladies and gentlemen. Three years, and we're still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, three years Jack and I have been together. We have uh, done this stupid podcast for three damn years. And you know what? You guys have listened along the way, and we appreciate you. This is our uh, – th- we've been uh, we've been a couple, and you know what? And I do mean it. I do mean this 100%. Jack, you do complete me. Oh, <laughs> is, I, I hope my wife isn't listening from upstairs, but I, you do. You complete me, and I feel like the last three years have – made being a titans fan so much more fun because of this stupid podcast and this this the the little like the community that we've built amongst like our little pocket of titans fandom of like titans fans has made being a titans fan so much better even in the darkest of times and let me tell you we've seen some dark times (laughs) (laughs) we're living in a dark time right now it is seventh game losing streak and we have no idea what the hell is going to happen this offseason but jack i look forward to recording with you on tuesdays and this has been this has been so fun we've never full disclosure we jack and i have never met in person Mm -hmm. we have never we've only ever chatted with each other through zoom screens but we have done it every week for the last three years and it's been a blast man and i'm i'm excited for this uh fourth year together yeah it's it's been crazy it's it's crazy to think it's been three years um from when austin and zach kind of uh kind of set up set us up on a little blind titans podcast date and it just happened to work out um but it very fitting by the way to go jerry Maguire in the open um, with with combine, with trade talks, with everything that's yeah. going on in the NFL right, right. now. Yeah. So, uh, look, these last three years have been a blast. I'm hoping that these next three years are even better, and we see the Titans, you know, reach heights that we haven't yet seen in our three years together. So, cheers to three yeah. years, Austin. You complete me too. Hey, and <laughs> I had you. This and let's talk again. Titan. I yeah. And real quick, I'm glad you brought up Austin and Zach because I want to give them a real quick shout out because uh, three years ago I was I I came down to Nashville from St. Louis uh, for like a little uh, quick trip. I was doing some like networking and I was just meeting with a lot of different people uh, at radio stations and 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 with them as as well. And I met with them at a Panera and they they asked me if I wanted to host a Titans podcast with them. Uh, or for A to Z sports. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. They're like, we've got a guy that we think we would pair great with you uh, of a funny dude. Little did I know like how well this would mesh and, and how, how well you and I would see eye to eye on a lot of, cause we, this is a, this is a different ass podcast. This is a weird Titans podcast. We don't do things like normal Titans podcasts, and we don't want to do things like normal Titans podcasts. And we have carved ourselves out a little niche, a little little audience, which to all the Tuppers, thank you. But Austin and Zach have been not only okay with everything that we've done, but they've been like enthusiastic and encouraging for everything that we've done throughout the last three years. And so, and that that as like the as creators and podcasters i guess like that that's what you truly need to build something great and i think we really are and this you know we've seen a lot of growth every single year and we continue to do so and so shout out to the toppers shout out to you jack and shout out to austin and and zach for uh what has been a phenomenal ride so far and i can't wait to see where it goes yeah just one last thing before we get into this episode but yeah you know it's cool it's cool how everything's worked out 
but I, you know, one of my, one, one of the coolest things for me is, and I know he's listening because he listens every week is that Austin Stanley never tunes us out. He texts us every yeah. week about what something yeah. that happened on the podcast. He's like, he, he's he, not only did he like form this, but he, he, like has stuck it out and yeah. I, I guess he enjoys listening to us. I, you know, there's not many of them that, out there that do. I and mean, look, you know, <laughs> you know when you, when you think fun. about A to Z sports, like Austin Stanley, like probably one of the biggest tuppers out there. You know, we mm-hmm. haven't really talked about that. You know, we, we talk about the Elden Englishes. We talk about the Alex's and the, uh, and the um, uh, Mr. Combos and all the, you know, all of our Durango. Uh, Tuppers, D- Durango. Yes, I know. I shouldn't have started naming. We've got too many. I, I'm, yeah, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting way too many. Yeah, but Austin Stanley is one that like we we could throw out literally every week whenever we bring them up. So yeah, it's been it's been great, and the sport has been phenomenal. And uh, and again, thank you to the Tuppers for putting up for with us for three damn years. And we hope that you just encourage to spread the word and and grow this 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 little niche. And I I mean it when I say that. Like we do. We have like a pocket of like Titans fans that like get us and get our show and what we're trying to do and it's been really cool and a lot of fun to uh experience over the last 3 years. Now, it is combine week. One of the reasons why we went with the Jerry Maguire, because there's so many lovey-dovey movies out there. We could have gone any intro, but we went Jerry Maguire because it is like it's combine week. It's it's that time where, you know, the draft is coming up and this is the time the the underwear Olympics, as some call it, it is. It is a chance for. Really, like you don't really get much out of people get excited for this week, but you don't get a ton out of it. Other than like in my eyes, the interviews, like the the access and uh, a, yeah, I guess the access it's a, it's is a media tour. the access to GMs and coaches. Yeah, because all the coaches are usually there. GM is there, and it's a chance to get questions to them. And that's what we got today in this first day of the combine. Yeah, and you know, Rand Carthon stepped up there. Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly were also made available. Um, the Titans went live with Rand Carthon, and I found a couple of things that he said pretty interesting. You know, part of this, it, it's become less and less about the players' performances in this combine for me, I think. It's more so getting to hear from these players answer questions. You'll get to see Jim White, I'm sure, this week will post interviews that he does with some of these prospects um, some even local, probably some of the Tennessee guys up there, um, you know, on social media. And we'll get to see like, mm, d- does this sound like a fit? Does it seem like a Vrabel guy? And that's that's just, I don't know. That's kind of what I've got my eye on. Obviously, a lot of questions coming about what the Titans are going to do with the number 11 pick. You know, everything, we talked about this before the podcast, actually at length, Um Everything's on the table for the Titans. Like, like, there's not there's not one thing that I can rule rule out for them. I mean, trading Derrick Henry, moving on from Tannehill, trading up and getting a quarterback, trading back, getting more draft picks. You know, filling some of those holes they have across the roster, and where they don't have holes, they've got depth problems. Like, they, the Titans yeah. have plenty of needs this draft. There's not going to be one player they take that puts them over the top, but they've just got to kind of. They've got to plug these holes, plug a few of these holes, and you know, kind of navigate the future, what the quarterback position looks like. And when Rand Carthen stepped up there, he, I uh, loved it. He 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 said, I, "I'm taking every single phone call, every one of yeah. them. I got buddies around mm-hmm. the league. Hit me up, give me a call. I want to talk." 
And I think that's important just listening to what other teams could offer because you never know when the right offer comes across your desk. Yeah, Rand Carthon is the Ty Pennington of this extreme home makeover. And there, like, there's so much mold and mildew in this house that the Titans have because you're right. Like, even in the spots where you may be sewn up at the position, you don't have a lot of depth there. And in the positions where you don't, like, and every other position is there's a complete question mark from top to bottom. So there's absolutely not only is there no depth, there's no starter in, in that spot. And uh, I mean, Vrabel was asked about his day. Vrabel said, like, I think there could be five new offensive linemen on. Uh, uh, isn't that crazy? Offense. It is. It's There's, absolutely crazy. Just, just two years ago, Roger Stafford mm-hmm. was holding down left guard and the Titans had one of the best offensive lines in football. Yeah. Derek Kenny right. ran for 2000 yards. I mean, life comes at you fast, dude. It is, especially in this sport. And it is that there's a lot of work to be done. Now, I there it is also important to know, though, that right now, from here until draft night, it is smokescreen season. You can't read into anything because between now and the and draft night. You've got free agents. You've got uh, um, you've got uh, trade picks that are going to be uh, or, or I mean, picks that are going to be traded uh, through and through, most of which happening yeah. on draft night, some happening before then. So when you hear teams like, um, uh, you know, like we were kind of talking about this before the podcast, Jack, but uh, like Ryan Paul's the GM of the Bears talking about like, yeah, like. You know, Justin Fields is our guy, but, you know, we're not completely sewn to him. And then Matt Eberflus saying, like, yeah, we're not, like, you know, tied to Justin Fields. That, to me, is literally just them playing the game. Yes, Justin Fields is going to be the Bears quarterback next season. They they just have to say that because they want the teams that want the C.J. Strouds and they want the Bryce Youngs to move up and to draft up and to pay up when it comes to drafting up for that number one pick. So they're going to say, they're going to say stuff that is completely false just to throw people off their scent. And the same thing for the Titans, the Titans right now, everyone, the biggest question going into the combine, going into free agency quarterback position, what are the Titans doing? Are they sticking with Ryan Tannehill or are they going to go another route? Now Tannehill is tied up for another, or he has an option to be tied up for one more year for $35 million against the cap, right? Do I have that number right? Yeah, so, I mean, he's on the books as a $36.6 million cap hit for 2023, but the Titans can pocket half of that by cutting him. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's still essentially not, it's, like a team yeah. option in a way, you know? Right. But it, you, you got to figure out if there's a guy that, that, that you're comfortable in that can take over next season. I mean, like, is this the year they draft a quarterback? Are they in the right spot? 11th is, right. is you know, this is a this is a solid pick, but with how many quarterback needy teams are in front of them, I'm not sure one of the guys that they're actually interested that they actually value ends up slipping to them. So that's a whole other question. Do they, do they jump a couple spots to find that last guy or do they jump half the field in front of them and get, you know, one of the, the second or third best players? Or best quarterback. It's well, and 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 that's where when when these guys get when Rand Carthon Carthon, well, I almost slipped there. Uh, when Rand Carthon or Vrabel get asked, or Tim Kelly get asked about what they're going to do at the quarterback position, they may come across. And I know uh, Rand Carthon said, you know, like yeah, like 
then like he's under con- uh, Ryan Tannehill's under contract. He's our guy. And a lot of people were saying, well, geez, that was the most non-committal commitment to a guy I've ever heard. And right now you can hear any soundbite from anyone and hear what you want to hear. And I'm not, and I'm not saying the Titans aren't going to move on from Tannehill. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm also saying it is, it's, they kind of have to play the game. They have to play the business game because I don't, and I don't know this at all, but if the Titans, let's say the Titans are trying to restructure Ryan Tannehill, let's say they're trying to rework his deal to make it a little more team friendly moving forward. If they're in those discussions right now, they're not going to say anything that's committing them to Ryan Tannehill for next season. They're going to keep it very vague. They're going to just say words that will not incriminate them one way or another. And they're not going to give them, they're not going to say anything that will give the other side leverage in any negotiation situation. So they're not going to say like, oh yeah, Ryan Tannehill is our guy. We need Ryan Tannehill next season. He's going to be great. We're going to be fine. Because then Tannehill's people are going to say that like, hey, we heard what you said at the combine. We're going to, you know, hey, you, you better give us a little bit, you know, more money or like, you know, a little bit better of an option when we restructure than what you originally had. So again, you have to take everything, everything you see this week and up until late April with a grain of salt, a massive exactly. grain of salt. Don't don't run with any quotes that may surprise you. Oh, they're not committing to Tannehill. Oh, they're not committing to Henry. Well, it's just like the Bears with Fields. When you say that, the price of the bricks going up. I mean, the teams behind yeah, you, yes. like there, there's the Titans pick at eleven, but there are teams that draft behind the Titans that could be interested in moving up to the Titans spot. I mean, you've got the Jets at thirteen, the Patriots at fourteen, the Commanders at sixteen. You've got the yeah. Bucks at nineteen. All teams that you, you know, you know, crazier things have happened. They they're in the market for a quarterback, whether that's a a veteran or you know one of these guys in the draft. So. Carthon is doing what he's supposed to be doing by saying, by, by not committing to Tannehill fully, but also not ruling it out and saying, you know, that, Hey, call us. If you want to talk, if you want to talk business, just give me a call. I'll talk to you. That's what you're supposed to do. He's doing his job. He's not leaving any, any stone unturned in this draft process to help improve this roster. Uh, You know, he knows that this isn't a, uh, this team isn't a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. They've got holes to fill. I fully expect them to stick at 11 and draft a left tackle. But even though that's probably what they want, that may be what they want to do, you know, they don't know their options yet because, you know, w- without taking phone calls, you'll never be able to listen to them. I think I yeah. think he's playing the game, like you said, is a massive part of this. And, you know, the other thing that stuck out to me about him was feels like he's been here before. You know, and I know he's been to the combine before, but he's yeah, right. To answer these types of questions, like these are these these are big questions coming his way. He's handling it perfectly. Yeah, he's calm, cool, and collected. And you know, he's he's saying all of the right things right now. Yeah, he's he's like a uh, like a rookie quarterback that, that like is has really good pocket awareness. You're like, oh damn, he can sit in a pocket and like get that ball out and take a hit, you know, like yeah, that, that under pressure. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, good. We don't have to worry about that part of his game. You know, like it's just, okay. Now it's okay. So we, we know he can sit in the pocket. We know he can, he can handle pressure. Now it's like, okay, now we got to check off the other boxes of Rand Carthon's game. Can he make the free agent signings? Can he make the trades? Can he make the deals? Can he evaluate the talent? This, which is what this week is all about. Now, 
I Jack, real quick aside, because I do want to continue. I have one more thing on the quarterback situation, but I hate combine week. I hate it. I this is it's so probably, it is this might be my least favorite week of the NFL calendar year because it's people love football in America, okay? I'm one of those people. I love football. But I feel like I have to constantly remind people that there are a lot of things about football or in the football calendar that are not football. <laughs> The combine is not football. It is just, it, it's literally, in fact, most of it is not. A few of the things are football drills, but like, I don't understand why people get excited about it because you'll have guys this week that are like, oh my gosh, dude, did you, uh, did you see CJ Stroud's 40 time? Oh my gosh, dude. Did you see how many, did you how many, see how many reps Tank Bigsby put up on bench? Dude, that is I I love it. dude. If the Titans can land him in, in second round somehow, that'd be sick, dude. It's like, oh my gosh, dude. Jordan Addison, did you see his hands in that in that in that drill in the three cone drill? Oh my gosh, dude. That he ran a three four three four eight in the in the three cone. Oh my gosh, dude. It's like. Who the hell cares? Yeah, the things that interest me the most are like the punter that runs the fastest or, you know, just the crazy stuff that doesn't matter at all to their position. But I still find interesting. It's 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 a really weird event. It's I compare it to kind of like the NFL season for football fans is crack. Right. And and you've gone you've gone a full month, (laughs) month and a half. I like where this is going. Where I guess it has just been a month without that, without a hit of crack, you're yeah. you're fiending. You are you are desperate. Oh, yeah, you are desperate to smoke whatever you can find. I got the shakes, dude. I'm in the corner of the room and I'm 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 jonesing for a hit of something. Just something. It doesn't even have to be that good crack that you had a month ago. You know the the Super Bowl crack. That that's the best crack of all. Oh yeah. That's that's the that's the Walter White crack or I guess blue meth in that instance, but. The combine's like going to Bed Bath and Beyond and like buying like bath bombs. Not even bath like I don't really know what bath salts are, but like bath bombs and putting you know some of that in, in your little crack pipe just to see what it does. Just want to see how it makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's no, yeah, right. For me, it's like it's not football yeah. at all, but like yeah. it's, it's enough to to maybe get me that high I need to get me to March fifteenth when free agency begins. Yeah, like you look around your office and you're just like, man, I need some football, and you like you see a pencil sharpener. And you just start, you start do a pencil sharpener and then you like, just to get the shavings out and you're like, Oh, let me put those, let me stick those shavings into a crack pipe and, and let me start smoking <laughs> these and see if I get a high off. Like you're looking for anything and people are looking at the combine, like it's football, but it's not, it's literally just dudes. It's, it's, and in some cases, teenagers in spandex running around doing just drills and people are enamored by it. And I don't understand. I mean, the NFL will monetize literally anything because they know, I mean, heck you saw 72,000 people at the damn pro bowl, which was flag football games mixed in with water balloon fights. I, that to me is like the NFL knows they have us in the palm of their hand and they're going to continue to sell it to us. But like, I feel like this week just needs reminding guys, 
the combine is not football. Okay, let's not overhype. Let's not get go crazy about this week. Sure, you are, can you get things out of this weekend? Yes. yes. The like interviews, like Jack said, um, you can get. I mean, certain measuring metrics help, I guess. But like, remember, we made a big deal about Joe Burrow's tiny hands. How did that work out? You know, like we've 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 there's been so many like combine busts. Freaking Tyrone Calico ran one of the fastest 40 times in the combine ever. <laughs> and, How and did he pan out? Nowadays, there's always that one guy that slips because of a tricky medical record. Like last yes. year, or I think this was last year, it was Nicobe Dean, best right. linebacker in college football from Georgia. There's nothing wrong with his game. Yeah. But he slipped and he slipped, and the Eagles picked him up. The year before, two years before, Trey Smith. The offensive lineman out of Tennessee slips yeah. all the way down to the sixth round, and now he's a Pro Bowl caliber player with on the Chiefs offensive line. Like, yeah, people freak out at the combine. Whether that's whether that's just sharing medical records, whether that's oh this guy had a bad interview. And the funniest story to me is always that that commercial, or maybe it's a TikTok or something that I've seen about how Rob Gronkowski's visit to the Patriots was a disaster because he was hung over and fell asleep on the floor. And, but they yeah. still ended up drafting. It's just like that's a, that's a week that's exhausting for everybody. And Traylon Burks, mm -hmm. you remember his process last year that that affected him all the way to, to training camp. And, and yeah. I guess I guess it was rookie OTAs, but uh, or rookie minicamp. But like this is a this is a very stressful process for some of those guys at the top of the draft. And the yeah. workout process it, it kind of it kind of throws them in a funk before actual football activities begin. So I don't know. It's it's. It's interesting the, the numbers and stats and, and the metrics and the and the, the film nerds love it. But for me, it's you know, I, I think I don't think it's gonna change what I believe the Titans should do with their with their draft. The only the only two things you can get significant out of this week are uh the viral clips of like tight ends and receivers running that one drill where they have to like turn and catch to each side. Somebody's gonna yeah, get hit in the face. Someone's going to get hit in the face. We are guaranteed someone getting just bonked in the face, which is always good for a laugh. So that is the only reason why I'm not saying kill the combine or kill the you know television broadcast of the combine. That's worth every that's worth every every minute that we spend talking about the combine. And then also, like in the few off years where you have a very notable linebacker who may or may not have gotten catfished leading into his senior year Heisman season. And it ultimately affected him in a national championship game. And he's looked to be a number uh, first round draft pick and he ends up sliding to the second round, having him face the media for the first time answering questions. Then yeah, then the combine is worth it. And again, that kind of falls under the lines of the interview process of uh, meeting with the media for the first time. Other than that, I, I could do without the combine. You know what would be fun? What? A free agent combine. NFL free agents either that had gotten cut oh. uh, or, or had played their rookie deal or yeah. free agency. There may not be a lot of tape on them. Or for guys like OBJ, who's coming off an injury, how healthy. I, Let's run them I through the love, combine. I love that idea. Like I that, love that idea. That's something that I would be interested in and I think would be helpful to teams. Like I, I, don't, I maybe, don't really know maybe that that's... the workout part is helpful to teams with these college kids. I mean, they're all freaks. Well, and maybe that's one of the reasons where I, why I'm, I, I get so frustrated with the combine because half of these guys, probably over half, not going to pan out. Yeah. They're, they're not going to have NFL careers. And we're, 
it's just a, a waste of time. I think with the at least with the free agent combine, you have an idea of like one who the players are. You have they have a history in the league, whether it be good or bad, and you know what you're you're gonna get with that. Like with OBJ, you know, like you're gonna get a pretty good wide receiver, but with you know uh, Jalen Brooks out of South Carolina. Am I going to get anything good for I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's it seems like like the coolest event by far is the 40-yard dash, but it's always that guy from, like, Texas State or IPFW or, like, yeah, Uwe yeah, Pooey, yeah, yeah. who right, has the, right. who is the fastest time. Did so, you say Uwe? Is Uwe Pooey, I-U-P-U-I? Yeah, Uwe Pooey. Okay. Uh, yeah, Indiana that's, that's what University, I've Purdue University. Yeah. Uwe Pooey? Is that, what, is that what you really call it? I've called it that my whole life. Oh wow, Ooey Pooey, I U P U I in Indianapolis, Indiana. There's uh, a good school. This is blowing um, your mind. I can tell you're not. You're not. I, I am. I'm like. I'm like. I didn't know if like that's just like your nickname or like that's what you thought it is. That what you think it is? That people call what I've. Called I could it. be wrong. No, I, I, I wrong. know that. I know that. It, I know what the acronym stands or or whatever. But like that, okay. I've always just pronounced it as Ooey Pooey. Which I that I U P U I that always bothered me because that's two rival colleges mixed together for one school that's yeah. like that's like when like someone that's like when you ab- accidentally have a, a baby with someone you hate and you have to raise it <laughs> iupui is the baby of indiana university and purdue university and they're like well, what are we gonna name it you know so <laughs> like that'd be like if mizzou and kansas had a kid together you know or or bama and auburn had a kid <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah that's uh, that's just what i how i've always known it I've, I've never called it anything else i mean if it just seems like the way easier option rather than just pronouncing i i kind of like ooey pooey i kind of like ooey pooey ooey pooey works not, dude i did Jump not the think ooey pooey was gonna get a shout out in this week's episode but that's why you come to the tighten up podcast because you have absolutely have no idea where we're gonna go and Jack has no idea where I'm going to go with this next little bit. Uh, because, look, Titans fans, we were talking about it earlier. Titans fans clamor endlessly about getting a new quarterback. Jack, my loving and endearing co-host, absolutely hates Ryan Tannehill and wants oh, to literally run over him with a city bus, which is, look, fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even if it is somewhat violent in nature. I'm more okay with them, okay? But only... I only want to move on from him if you can get one of the 10 or maybe 11 quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than him, that are proven better than him. But now, as we stand here right now today, that seems to be a reality. Okay, there's a, a quarterback is being becoming available with elite skill, okay, that has earned him some of the highest honors in all of football. Okay, he's he's won awards that are so highly coveted in the sport of football. I have no idea. He's where you're led. Going. He has led his teams to championships. Okay, this is a guy. Like, yeah, he may be skinnier at the position, but he has a sneaky good arm, and he's hella fast. A great runner, and he wears. Number eight. That's right. I'm talking about LaMarcus Mariota. <laughs> he is available. Hey, look, look. I thought you were going to go Luke Steckel because I, <laughs> the, the championships thing, I thought you were going to bring it back to Brentwood. 
I know that 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 take is coming up later on in the podcast. But look, cut by the Falcons. The question bears asking whenever a free agent becomes available, whether it makes sense or not, Jack. Two tone blue. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Mariota's been here before. I mean, the Titans, you could argue. In fact, I'm going to argue this. How about this? I'm going to argue. Titans haven't had success since Marcus Mariota was on the roster. How about that? Since Marcus that, Mariota backed up Tannehill. That's not true. That's that's not well, true. Okay. They okay, yeah, sure. They earned a one seed and they, you know, they won the division a couple of times. They sure. Yes. Okay. Well, yes, that, that's not any... true. That's not true either, though. No, actually, yeah, it is. No, that's true. No, they haven't. That, that that's that's my argument. Thank you for refining it for me. They haven't had any postseason success since Marcus Mariota was backing up Tannehill on the Titans roster. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time we bring Marcus Mariota back? Get him for cheap. Marcus uh, Mariota I mean, had a very mysterious ending in Atlanta, didn't he? Yeah, it, a little bit. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna go after the other number eight. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. That would be a fun offense. Talk about Arthur Smith with, with Lamar yeah. Jackson, but not in Tennessee. Oh man, that would make me sad. I but, I would love look if that I and there's not a chance. It's not a chance it happens. But I am holding out a little bit of hope that the Titans make a trade for Lamar Jackson. I hated Lamar Jackson, but now it's like, oh man, if he's a, in him and two-tone blue, my goodness. Is Marcus Mariota the oldest 29-year-old on the planet? Yeah, and I think that's just because he's moved around so much. You know, he's had so many more life experiences. Think about this. Think about this, Jack, okay? You've got friends from high school, right? You, BGA, okay? You've got friends. You live in Nashville, right? The friends that grew up in Nashville and stayed in Nashville from birth to to the age you are now which is what 16 27 okay as a as I, of sunday oh yeah happy birthday by the way yeah thank you where the hell has that been all podcast <laughs> <laughs> i listened to the i listened to your episode with phelan and i was like oh shoot i gotta get him i gotta get him <laughs> i gotta give him a shout out and i meant to open today's podcast with it but our anniversary trumps your birthday yeah no i agree no i totally agree with that it, I'm I'm a we over me. I'm I'm not a me guy. I'm I appreciate it. That's see, I'm a me over we. So well, I you also can't spell team you. without me. So it's I go <laughs> right? back and forth. That there is no I in in team, but there is an I in Tighten Up podcast. Mm-hmm. The I I think that like when you have a friend that has grown up from birth to the age you are now in Nashville the whole time. Do they not always seem a little more mature, or at least not a, as much to them as like your friend that has like maybe moved around from place to place all over the country in that same amount of time? Like since like, man, I haven't seen that dude since high school. And they come back to visit and they're like, they're like more, they're like very cultured. They're like more. Yeah. They, and you're they, just they like, picked up interests. Yeah. You're like, wow, you're old. That's Marcus Mariota. When it comes to free agent quarterbacks, you're like, He's only 20. Like, wow, that dude has been around the block a few times. But I feel like for quarterbacks, it's the opposite. It's like you you're not, you, you don't see them and you're like impressed. Like, wow, very sophisticated person this guy's <laughs> grown into be. Yeah. Like, wow. This, I mean, this guy's a bit of a washed king. But I mean, I remember a couple of his of his glory days. Like, I don't Marcus Mariota doesn't. He's kind of got a stink to him at this point. Well, yeah. Not the Carson Wentz stink. But he's got yeah. like that. Ah oh, man, he's kind of he's kind of now the 
man, what could have been or. Yeah, I know. I there's not those, a there's one of those examples a, of elite and I mean, all time great college quarterbacks that never yeah. panned out like he's I in that trophy category. Winner. Yeah, I there's not a te- former Tennessee Titan that I root for harder than Marcus Mariota. And I'm not. I was never, I know there's like those weird Marcus Mariota stands on, on Twitter. I was never one of those people. Cause like I knew when it was time to cut ties with them. Like I, I was not, in fact, I was rooting for Ryan Tannehill when he took over the reins for Mariota. And I was never clamoring for Tannehill to suck and Mariota to come back as the starter. Like I, I, but since he has left the Titans, I've always wanted him to do well because yes. I thought he's, he's just such a good person and he's such a, He's such a good athlete and just a good dude. And I don't wish ill will upon him because he's, he's just a, he's a good person. I want good things to happen for him and it sucks, but I look, I bring it all in just in jest, like of the Marcus Mariota two-tone blue. And like, we do that, obviously, like we talked about this on this podcast before, whenever a free agent becomes available, whether it makes sense or not. We always ask two tone blue. I mean, like, like, cause the thought always crosses our mind. We're you know, in Carthon. Like, We're just picking up Le- the phone. We're listening to the offers. Leonard Fournette got cut today, and I was like, Ooh, what? What? I mean, like, he looked good in two tone blue. Like, it, it just, it's just yeah, the maybe it's like a maybe it's like a mind. right guard or something. Right, but- and I don't think you'd be a Titans fan <laughs> if that wasn't the first thought that came to, came to your mind. You know, like if if a head coach, if Mike McDaniel's got fired today. I'd be like, ooh, two-tone blue, like him as head coach of the Titans. Like, <laughs> like, and like, even though I'm secure in what I have in, in Mike Vrabel, that's just the first thought that comes to everyone's mind. And the the thing I love the most are the people on Twitter who don't listen to this show. The people on uh on oh, like all of social media that don't know us or know the show, and they see our tweets when Marcus Mariota gets cut and we tweet say, Hey, two-tone blue. Like the people that like are like legitimately respond to that. Like, are you effing kidding me? He sucks. Why? We already been down that road. Why would you? And like people get angry pit, like real fast. And I'm just like, they clearly don't get the show. <laughs> but back to your comments on how it's easier to move on from Mariota. I think Tannehill helped that in the sense that the Titans had a better option. Like the, the Titans upgraded when Mariota left, like when, when AJ Brown left and he left in a much different fashion than Mariota did, uh-huh. the Titans didn't have a better option. So I, I feel no. like it's, it's harder to move on that way. But I, as for Mariota, I look, I hope he does well. You know, if he doesn't land in the NFL, I, I, I just, I can't help but feel like Mariota hasn't really enjoyed playing in the NFL over these last few years. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know. He's got a lot left. In, and I don't know him on a personal level or anything, but like, it just doesn't seem like he's got a lot left in the tank mentally. Uh, he started off having a nice year in Atlanta, but then he disappeared at the end of the season. Didn't tell the team he was leaving for like his child's birth or whatever that caused some conflict with Arthur Smith and, you know, some of the, some of the higher ups down there, but I, it just, it just feels like Marcus Mariota is on track for an early retirement. I know, I know, I know, and I hate that for him because I, I don't know. I, he's just he, he is. He's a good person. And he's so humble. He's so humble, and you would never like, you would never know that this dude won a Heisman Trophy, led his team to a national title game, and like not like you just wouldn't ever know that based off of his the way his NFL career has gone. Now, however, I want to play out this hypothetical because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but I still want to play out the hypothetical. That's what we do in the, in this off season months, Marcus Mariota 
would he automatically be the second best quarterback on the Titans roster? If yes, without question. You know, and here's the thing about Mariota: like he had a 55.6 QBR last year, that ranked 13th in the league. That that's a that's ahead of Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Aaron Rodgers, Look, Russell Wilson. Like he had a good year, at least an efficient I, he did. year. That's that's what you get. I, I, look, I, Arthur Smith knew what he was doing with with Marcus Mariota, which is why I was so excited about his return to uh, Atlanta to play under him. Now, look, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, like if he's out there and he's cheap, uh, you know, maybe. maybe yeah, but he's not going to be cheaper than Dobbs or Willis, who's on a rookie deal as a third round pick. Right, but he gives you depth, and in a in a sport where we just saw the. The almost the near NFC champion San Francisco 49ers get down to their fourth string quarterback in the NFC title game. I mean, you kind of have to have depth at that yeah. position. And I think even Rand Carthon, if I'm not mistaken, talked about that, about how they they need depth. He, he actually pointed out the, the 49ers situation was how they need depth. At every position, including the quarterback position. It's a fair point. I do think that the Niners situation was definitely an outlier, but it is a fair point that you should have at least a second guy capable. I'm not so sure that the difference between Mariota and Josh Dobbs, and we'll have to see Tim Kelly's system and how that works. I'm not so sure that there's a a drastic, uh, maybe there is a draft. And Mariota had a good year as a starting quarterback. Dobbs hasn't ever done that. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel comfortable with Dobbs, you know, and, and Mariota would the media. And I, I just feel like it'd be a little bit of a distraction. I don't, I, I think the Titans are good, f- you know, without ever having to reunite with Mariota. I it just, the fit's wrong. It's a, it's a square peg right. in a round hole. Look, now. I look, I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing out, just throwing out, uh, Piss against the wind right now, okay? Sometimes it lands back on me because the wind's blowing in my face. Sometimes it tastes never good. Know. What? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, if you're getting any of your NFL rumors or uh, sources <sighs> this offseason from the account <laughs> at NFL Rums, oh, aka okay. NFL Rumors on Twitter, just, just stop. Don't. <laughs> like... I I saw uh I saw one of the tweets while I was gone uh last week which shout out to Sam Phelan for filling in for me appreciate him appreciate you and Jack uh you too you guys did great while I was gone I missed you guys the Tennessee uh th- this this account tweeted the Tennessee Titans have been named the most likely landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> and then and but but the, hang on <laughs> let me let me finish the tweet. That's and the last two words are the most important. If traded, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, do you, do you realize uh, how wish, much? Though. Do you realize how much weight if traded is carrying in that tweet? <laughs> <That's so laughs> like true. that, if traded is carrying so much weight in that tweet. Like it is. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans have been named the most likely landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh wow! If traded. Like that, and that's the thing. You you see a lot of uh, accounts like this that will just tweet out nonsense, and then put in like a couple of like verbiage terms, just to like get them off the hook if it never comes to fruition. 
you and you, look, there's a lot of Titans accounts out there that do the exact same thing. Yes. That will will tweet out a lot of rumors or like this is what I'm hearing through sources to for whatever reason make themselves feel like they're doing their jobs better than the reporters and journalists that are actually on the ground, boots on the ground. Like because they've got like a YouTube channel, they feel like entitled to, okay, you know, I can tweet this out to give myself a little more credibility. And people are actually following it. That's what I don't understand. In a world where like that so many people refuse to believe like actual news sources, they will they will then believe anyone that just puts out anything on Twitter. Yeah, so it's like if you're you can't discredit actual news sources for being fake news and then follow someone who has never reported anything credible in their actual lives. Strictly fake news. Yeah. And say like, oh, well, yeah, but they said it. What? There, there are a lot of those accounts. It, you, it's smokescreen season, but it's also click the profile and double check season. <laughs> yes, right. It, 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 there are a lot of those accounts though, where it feels like you're playing slots in a casino. You crank the thing and you'll have, okay, player comes down. Okay. Trade or or draft comes down, and then you find the destination team that comes down, and you just mash it together, make a tweet, and send it, and the people go crazy. It works every time, but it's it's definitely double check season. So watch just out there. Don't head, get got head on a swivel. That's all we ask. Okay, and don't don't buy into just any freaking report out there with anyone with like a Titans shield in their profile picture. Okay, just just be wary. All right, like I'm I'm. I'm Ugh, it 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 just is so annoying to go. I want to name names, but it's not. It's, it's, I want to name names. It's not nice to name names. <laughs> Everyone knows who we're talking yeah, about, so yeah. it's not like it's going to do anything. And Jack, the Tennessee Titans continue to take another blow. You dare I say the eighth straight loss? Because <laughs> what after Lawan, after Cunningham, no. after Robert Woods, are those wins or losses? Well, I was I was counting the seven games that they lost in the regular season, but yeah, if you count all of those guys too, uh, then this would be eleven. Yeah, this would be this is probably downing, like a 90, uh, 90th downing, straight loss. Downing broke the losing streak, though. That was a win. That was a win for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> but they did lose a coach that look has been there for years, been there through the highs and the lows, and um, a guy that I honestly, frankly, I'm kind of scared. See how the Titans play out next season without him in a coaching chair. You know, the last two tight ends coaches for the Tennessee Titans been promoted offensive coordinator. That streak was broken this year when they promoted Tim Kelly as their offensive coordinator. And the tight ends coach was, I mean, some may view as a demotion to runs game. Uh, what was it? Runs game analyst or run game coordinator. It was a position that the Titans created this season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they made a job. This is literally, and I feel bad for this guy because I love him to death. It's, but he's, he's become the red stapler guy in office space where they just keep moving him down, moving him, moving his office, moving it. And they moved him to the basement. They, they probably forgot he was on the payroll. So they're like, let's just name him run game specialist. It, and it's he, Luke, he, he Okay, you go, you go. <laughs> no, no, go. You got something, you go. I was gonna say they teased the guy too because he he got an interview, yeah, for an offensive coordinator position out of with very the, you know with a very respectable franchise. 
yeah, a very offensive sound franchise with the Los Angeles Chargers. So you're thinking, oh, wow. And then you're thinking, and the at that time, the Titans were looking for an offensive coordinator. Titans going to hire him. I mean, going to promote look, from within. That's their game. We know how we know how much the Titans love promoting a tight ends coach to offensive coordinator, but they did not. That streak was broken, and now this man is on the move. Chicago Bears new assistant offensive line coach Luke Steckel, former Brentwood High School Bruin. God bless and go Bruins. Another Bruin. Moving to Chicago, baby. Well, this isn't something to celebrate, Austin. The Titans oh, no, lost no. an yeah, assistant sorry, sorry. coach. Don't stop your clapping. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I just got excited that I oh, I could have a friend up here. You know. No, that is exciting for you. I mean, he he was. A, we were on the same uh, uh, 2002 state champion winning team in there uh, for the Brown High. I knew, it was, I knew it was coming. I knew it hey, was champs, coming. Dude. I thought it was coming earlier, but it was. Yeah, we beat Riverdale Mario. ten to ten to seven in at MTSU Stadium. Really? Didn't the Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson go to Riverdale? No, he went to uh, McGavick. McGavick with Joe Dubin. Yeah. That's right. Joe Dubin. Yeah. By the way, congrats to Joe Dubin. New gig. Yeah, Mitsubishi. How about Mitsubishi. that? Pushing the pushing. Do Mitsubishi. you think we could still get him on the podcast? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you think we get Mitsubishi as a sponsor on this podcast? Let's look into it. I'm okay. Uh, just like we have Wayne an Carthon. I'm open. I'm open for anything. We're, we're taking all calls. We're taking all calls. <laughs> Where is I going? Oh, yeah, no, Luke Steckel, not only is he following in your footsteps, he's following in the footsteps of Kari Blasing game, Dan yep. Crookshank. By the way, I was yep. thinking this, I was driving to Franklin yesterday and it hit me. Go, Dane Crookshank might be the most remembered the Titan of all time. He had a nickname, the tight end eraser, mm-hmm. and he was, he never really played a starting role, I guess. You know, he's kind of more of a no. rotational role player. But like he was liked by fans. Uh, I mean, he he's maybe a, the ultimate. Remember the Titan. He's on the Mount Rushmore of of greatest names in Titans history for sure. Crookshank. Crookshank. Yeah. Who who else am I forgetting that's made the transition from Nashville well, to Chicago? One guy made the reverse transition. Uh, that would be Justin Gage. He went from Chicago to Nashville. He didn't get the memo. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the but that was obviously years ago. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. Oh yeah, no. no, oh, oh, Darrington Evans. Did we say Darrington Evans? Darrington Evans, yes. That's yeah, Darrington Evans. Right. So did Tajay Sharp ever go to Chicago? I feel like Tajay Sharp's played for like eight teams. No, but, but no, he never came to Chicago. But we can say he did because that's okay. he sounds like a wide receiver that would play for the Bears. Perfect. Right. Perfect. That works for me. Like you say the name Tajay Sharp, and everyone thinks, oh yeah, he had a stint with the Bears. Okay, Tennessee, he, Minnesota, and Atlanta for Tajay Sharp, but also okay. Chicago. And, also Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're breaking the news here first. The um. So that is <laughs> the Luke Steckel. Good luck. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, from myself, from Austin Stanley, from all Brown High Bruins around the world. Uh, you we wish you nothing but success. I mean, what do you think of the move? Just real quickly. I we don't spend a lot of time on Steckel, but do you feel like he was upset with his new role? Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. I, mean, you, I think that's made, why. If, if you create a position uh, on your staff that didn't exist before, it right. kind of feels like a slap in the face. It's like, well, oh, hey, and, we want to keep you, but how about you just do this made-up job? Well, and to give you the full insight on 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 Steckel, he comes from a football family through and through. His yeah. dad was Les Steckel, who was the offensive coordinator for the Titans when they went to the Super Bowl. One yard short. That was Les Steckel's offense. That was, and it was a really good offense. He and uh, he, you know, he bounced around. He it, Les Steckel was a head coach in the NFL for a little bit. So 
he's he's a football family through and through. He was, I mean, he was he played football at Princeton. He's a brilliant mind. He really is. He's incredibly smart and he knows the game of football inside and out. For him to be overlooked kind of constantly because he's been on the staff for a number of years. He he I think he made the the um he made the jump from regimes, I think, when from um if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I'd have to look this up. But when we made the jump from Malarkey to Vrabel, I think Vrabel kept him on staff because he liked him. And then, uh, and and yeah, and he, he was able to work his way up to tight ends coach, but then for whatever reason, got the demotion this year. And, and I mean, look, the offense was not great this year. I don't think the tight ends were the reason for it, but for whatever reason, just did not get the looks at, the next jump up, which would be offensive coordinator, like he did with his own family, like with the, with the Titans. Yeah, it, it's hard to blame him because he's been, like you said, he's been an assistant with the Titans for a long time. Since 2013, he's been with the Okay, team. wow, it was even longer than I thought. I was thinking 2015, uh, but yeah, 2013, he's been with the Titans. But I mean, as with any profession, I feel like if you've kind of been there for 10 years and yes. you aren't shown you know, the respect for you know paying your dues, taking your lumps as an assistant, slowly climbing like i mean these promotions like the tight ends coach is a big job especially mm-hmm. in tennessee and i just feel like with the 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 offensive minds that were in in the building this past year for none of it to work and steckle's probably there you know second guessing everything and he sees tim kelly get the job he's probably like you know what i don't even care i like put me in whatever role you want for now yeah. but i'm looking elsewhere right so i, right. I can't, it's hard to blame steckle for making the move I, do you think we're the only Titans podcast that would spend 10 minutes on the assistant we, we offensive line coach minutes. for the Bears? We didn't spend 10 minutes on that. That was, that was a five-minute okay. bit. Was it? But it needed to be hit, probably, hopefully. Okay. Well, do you th- Okay, let me re-ask this. Do you think we're the only Titans podcast that spent any amount of time on Luke Steckle this week? <laughs> well, you know, if they didn't spend time on Luke Steckle, then that, you just know, shows, that just shows you how much that they know about the Titans. They don't care. We're... We're the podcast that's doing its homework through the off season. Okay. Like you, if you're listening to any other Titans podcast, they're probably, yeah. like, they're probably talking about their mock drafts that they, they Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh here's, God. here's who I have going at 17. <laughs> and then I see the Vikings trading up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't forget uh, Dante Demus Jr. Out of Maryland. <laughs> if you know anybody who has been harmed by mock drafts through podcast form, <laughs> please send them our way. We promise Gosh. to never do any of that. Did I ever give my take on mock draft guy, or should I keep teasing that? I don't think save I have your take. That. Save your take. I'm I'm going to save it. I'm not going to give it this week, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give that eventually. My mock draft, my take on mock draft guy, because he sucks. The and and I look and no offense to any tuppers that are listening that are probably listening while putting together their mock draft. But it's, you it's a fun practice. It's a fun practice, but I, I hate, no one cares hate, about your mock draft. Yeah, keep it to yourself. All right, look, I have. You know how many photos of my phone I have of my daughter? But I don't show them to everyone because I, I nobody cares. Okay. Well, I care more about like a like a, a a baby child than a mock draft, you know, because that baby child may one day grow up to be at least something of value. Mock drafts are I'm, of no value. I'm trying to teach her the game of football. We watched a little XFL over the weekend, and she was watching it. Yeah, Battlehawks, kind of hot. I taught her taught her touchdown, taught her touchdown. That's, she really, that's awesome. Up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, things are going well here with the raising of my child. The yeah. last thing before we get out of here, watching the Titans offense could stun her growth. She may forget what the touchdown signal is 
I'm glad she's at the age right now where she doesn't remember things. Perfect. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. I hope she does not remember last season. Uh, the NFL Combine. Oh well, I guess we we kind of already talked about the NFL Combine is kind of pointless to uh, watch. Is there anything more pointless to watch than the NFL Combine? Like sit down and actually watch it. Like put it on the television and be like, yeah, this is going to be my entertainment for the next 30 minutes to hour to four court hours. TV. I think court TV gives it a run. Ooh, but okay. I, you know, even now with the, with the Murdoch trials, have you been following that by the way? I oh, have been. Gosh, yeah. I, I watched, stuff. I watched Murdoch murders on, um, on Netflix, the documentary about it. Ooh, Ooh, riveting. Yeah, I, I've got a bad feeling. I've got a bad feeling about this. I don't know. And for those for those of us who or for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, look it up. It's like the hottest yeah. case right now. Bad the man, South, bad, bad. South man, Carolina bad. family with a lot of money, a lot of wealth, and a lot of power, um, covering up a lot of weird stuff. It, and it's like all these like weird spider webs are like intertwining with this one family at the at the helm. And look, it like if 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 boat shoes were personified, that would be the Murdoch family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great um you know mike vrabel press conferences may even be more entertaining than the, than the combine Ooh, that's good one that's a good one yeah he talks mike... a lot but says nothing yeah no uh the i would say well i mean you could say last year's last year's titans offense yeah i mean, I mean at it least was at that's least a, football it, it was a spectacle not in the right. way that most titans fans would have liked it to be it was exciting in the sense of like, how is Todd Downing going to find a way not to give the ball to Derrick Henry on third and short? Yeah, you tune in every week. There's no way <laughs> it's as bad as it was last week. And then lo and behold, it's much worse than it was. It's, last uh, week. It was so much worse. Like literally every week. That was every week last season was like, how, you know, like, well, surely it can't get worse than last week. Like last week was a bad week. Yes. But next week is going. And then, and then you would watch and it would be like, well, this is just as bad as last week. What the hell? <laughs> and then you'd be like, what the, the hell's going on? And then like you'd stack like three or four of those games together. They haven't scored a touchdown in the second half for four straight weeks. <laughs> it's been a month since we've seen a touchdown in the second half. What is going on? Oh, uh, we laugh to keep from crying. I'm uh, crying so hard on the inside. Spring training baseball, which Ooh. I think has gotten more interesting with these rule changes. I, I, yeah. I don't know. We talked about it. I, I could I have no problem with baseball games lasting lasting three and a half hours because I love baseball. But I'm the same way. Yep. I think this helps. I think that it, it makes look, it more watchable. I you know, and I was very much against it. I was very much against the pitch clock, but after watching it, and I felt this way about the home run derby too. I feel like the 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 clock in the home run derby has made the home run derby so much more entertaining. I, I love watching the home run derby now. Like I've always loved watching the home run derby, but I love it now with the clock because it adds another element. I think baseball, I think it's going to help. However, it's not perfect because you saw the Braves lose on the walk-off. Yeah, it wasn't great, on... but it doesn't count. It's exhibition. Well, yeah, the, the, umps okay. gotta be, the umps have to be hard on these players before the season gets yes. going. Yes, and I, and I get that. But I, what I think, I think the one change they should make is I think you should, much like when the clock runs low in NBA games, you turn the shot clock off. I think you turn the the pitch clock off in the ninth inning or later of run games that are within five runs, four runs maybe. Yeah, I I like that tweak. I also like that they made the bases bigger, so more people are going to be stealing. They, yeah. they they outlawed the shift. I mean, baseball great rule changes, by the way. 
great rule change. They're going to cause a lot of ejections early on. A lot of people will get thrown out of games. All right, wait. Okay, so so if, if spring training baseball is more exciting than watching the combine, is spring training baseball more exciting than watching last year's Titans offense? <laughs> no, no. Football over football about the over same number training. of about the same number of runs scored. Football points. is king. Even bad football is king. Well, not king, but it, it holds a place in the royal family as like maybe like the the guy who goes and gets the king is wine. That, that's kind of that's, that's kind of where the Titans offense was last year. What what about the XFL? The XFL definitely much more enjoyable than pretty good mind. product, right? I mean, I, it's, I, it's exceeding my expectations. There, look, there's been a couple of duds at games, and it's it's tough whenever there's a dud at a game when you only have four games per week. But there's been some games that have actually been hella good. Yeah, and hey, just wait till Malik Willis plays in that league. Man, I... <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Uh... <laughs> The um, what about uh, what about uh? Oh, I I got something that's the I got something that's more boring than the combine that'll make the combine. No, there isn't anything less. There are no, more no, I, than no, I got it. F words pod. Oh yeah, yeah. That is more boring than the combine. You're right about no, that. We, we we love we love. I mean, technically, we love Uncle Zach Lyons. He is an uncle on this podcast. We obviously love Mike Hernan, but I don't even know. I don't understand what Mike Hernan's affiliation is with um, with with the efforts pod. Hernan kind of does what he wants, and I kind of I don't love that like, about Hernan. Is he involved with it at all? I'm like, I can't. It's kind of like up. like Mark Wahlberg's like Mark Wahlberg with Entourage. It's like yeah. yeah, like I know like he was like it's like it's based around him, but is what's his involvement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Kind of like that executive producer tag. That yeah. He, that like never shows up on set. You're like, how do <laughs> get this? What blackmail does he have over these guys? All right. Uh all right. We're we are uh we're pretty much done for the oh Derek Henry. Uh where's he's given us a lot of workout photos so far. Yeah, he he uploaded a bunch of different workout pictures to his Instagram. Pictures, now, were... not not what we're looking for in particular. I mean, we're here for the videos, right? right. I want to see the He's given us a couple of his body. Yeah, we've seen a we've gotten like one, I think one IG story video of him doing this like lifting this like log looking like weight. But uh other than that, it's been slim picking. So Derek, come on, man. 2 days ago. The video. Pray for them. And he did. Which mis- I, he did misspell pray, but look, he's no. allowed to misspell whatever he wants. No, 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 no. See, that's the thing. He didn't misspell it. Oh, you think it's a play on words? It's a play on words. It's a prey on words, if you will. It is P R E Y, like prey on them, like predator and prey. And so I mean, he's basically saying, like, is it pray for them or pray on them? Well, if you're P R E Ying, you're praying on them. But what does the caption say? Pray for them. Pray for them. P R E Y. Pray for them. Like the, he's like saying, like they're them pray. They're something. I don't know. I don't understand. It's open to it, interpretation. It is a. It is one thousand percent a a prayer. I am a pray on words. It's a play on words without without question. I saw some people in the comments being like, "Oh, you misspelled pray, you big dumb idiot." It's like no, shut up! You're the idiot. Okay, it's a play yeah, of words. It's and, it's over your head. You're t- it's too smart for you. And however he wants to spell it is the right way. 
Um, hey, look, if you want to be the one to correct Derrick Henry for his spelling, go right ahead, dude. But just tell us when and where your memorial service will be, okay? <laughs> yeah, for real. God, his physique is incredible. How does someone look like that? All right, we, we're going to have to wrap this up. Before yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to take a break. Jack and I both have to run to the bathroom. Uh, We're going to. OK, we're going to head out. Uh, thank you guys so much for the last three years. Seriously, this has been uh, phenomenal and we appreciate all of the love and support. We got to a thousand by draft day. But if you want to add to our follower count at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram and of course a to z sports on all things social follow there if you want to follow us individually which you know i don't think would be a bad idea yeah throw us a bone ja- throw us a bone throw us a bone <laughs> throw us a follow at jack a gentry on twitter i am at austin huff on twitter give us a follow jack you got anything for the road three years it's been amazing it's been really fun and i think we've come a long way from obviously podcasts uh Number one to now 356. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, no, 356. Goodness. No, we're not that old. Two, uh, one, 156. 156. God, the three years and the in the the weeks in the year, it's like February to me. By the way, I think today's the last day of February. Mm, well, yeah, to by the and day this drops, it'll be March 1st. I've come up with a valid excuse as to why I didn't know how many days were in February because nothing matters after my birthday. That's why. Damn. In my, in my eyes, the year is 57 days long. Is your birthday the 26th? 26. Damn. Uh, jo- uh, Johnny Cash's birthday. Yeah, that's true. And, and my best friend, Frank Ford's birthday. Shout, Shout out, Frank, out Ford. Frank Ford. Happy birthday, man. And uh, my, my other best friend, Jeff Venable, his wife's uh, birthday. Love Jeff Venable. Yeah. And my cousin Grace's birthday. I don't know why she got third on the pecking order in that one, considering she's you have memorized. Do you know, like every day, like you've memorized birthdays for like every day of the year? I'm awkwardly good with birthdays. That, I, I mean, just the amount you've just rattled off on this random day, February 26th is kind of crazy to me. The most birthdays of the people I know, June 13th. It's a big day for birthdays for, really? for me. Yeah. Give me, I think give me the eight, most famous eight one. friends. Oh, friends. Oh, yeah. Just eight friends. Yeah. No, I, Any yeah, famous I friends. Like, uh, I, I Kim Kardashian has my birthday. So does Zach Greinke. Oh my God! Talk about polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> and the day after my birthday is the youngest Hanson brother's birthday. How about that? Wow, we really need to end this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I've got this weird thing with birthdays. I've got that is this, a lot though. of which saved in my uh, saved in my phone. Oh, uh, this Saturday is Chicago's birthday, so happy early birthday to Chicago! I know who Sam Chicago. Who Chicago's Sam Phelan mother? Appreciate that. And, and today we're voting on a mayor. We're voting on a new mayor today. I don't know why I'm delivering all this on a tight up podcast, but what? Who's Chicago's mother? Yeah, I mean, if Chicago was born, who gave birth? I think New York and L.A. are the parents of Chicago. They both gave, and you get a little bit of both. Yeah, New York has sired many a children in that case, though, because the Northeast, I mean, they're responsible for all of those. Yeah, yeah, right. And Would you the, say that New York is like the Antonio Cromartie of having children that are cities? Without question, yeah. I guarantee you New York couldn't even name all of their uh also, why yeah. are we still calling it New York? It at very least should be just York by now. It's... New York, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, kind of the outlier, although Mexico has it had definitely has it beat. 
To any first-time listeners of the podcast, this is usually about how every episode ends with Jack and I just <laughs> going completely off the rails with our conversation and not knowing where we're going or what we're even talking about anymore. Say the magic In fact, words. Some, sometimes, sometimes we forget that we're still doing a Titans podcast and we just start talking. Anyway, it's been three magical years with you, Jack, and I can't wait for the next three and many more after that. With all of that said, until next week, Tighten up. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans.